When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Brother Harry down in Dallas, Texas, hide the women and children. I went to Hooters to go eat. And we talk about everything is bigger in Texas. Oh boy, boy Hooters go. didn't disappoint at all. Ain't nothing wrong with these eyes. As long as I don't touch. Ain't nothing wrong with these eyes, though. God gave me these eyes to look at whatever I want to look at. What? <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't go blind after all that wide-eyed amazement that you went through down at Hooters. I'm surprised you don't need glasses like Ray Charles. Some, you talking about some wagons. <laughs> wagons yes. and wings, huh? Wagons and wings. <laughs> You talk about some way. <laughs> so juvenile. <laughs> Welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it's better. It's Freddie and Harry. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Love Friday, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. We love having our man Sam Acho, ESPN football analyst, in studio each and every Friday around this time. Hit him on social media at the Sam Acho. He's here thanks to the Bear, which is awesome. Let me tell you why. This side of the Home Depot get, help you get your projects done right with Bear Premium Plus interior paint. These two guys have been part of rivalry games. But Texas, Oklahoma, that was the first rivalry game where I said to myself, I want to be there. I want to play in that. You've been a part of this, that Harry's going to be a part of. He's down there for the first time ever. What was that like the first time you said to yourself, holy bleep, I'm about to play in this game as a member of Texas versus Oklahoma? Well, Freddie, it, was, it wasn't the game. It was the experience leading up to the game. It was the week of the game. You would hear, when I was with Coach Mac Brown, every week it was the most annoying thing, and Harry, maybe you experienced this or whatever, but like they would play the opponent's fight song in the locker room all week long. Like It would drive you oh boy. nuts. So you'd hear like whatever the fight. So that would be playing over, and then all of a sudden, like, the coaches were more tense. Mm-hmm. Some of the, I was a freshman, right? You're a freshman. I, I went to a small. I went to. I had 80 people in my graduating class. It was an all boys college prep school, small school, right? right? I remember my coach sent. You know, when I was getting recruited by Mac Brown, I had like you know 80 people in my graduating class. It was like 300 fans in the stands, right? Maybe I don't know, like with parents and stuff like that. Okay. You know, but um, he sent this recruiting letter, and it was actually showing that game. It was like a a, a, a card, and it showed like a picture of the the stadium, the Cotton Bowl split down the middle, and he had hand-signed it with, you know, 100,000 people, and he's like, hey, this is you, or this is going to be you. And I'm like, that's going to be me? Like, that's crazy. That's scary. <laughs> yeah. And then, then the game came. It's kind of earlier-ish in the season, mm-hmm. week five, six, whatever. And it was just this experience. I didn't play much as a freshman. I mean, I, my first play, I ended up getting a sack, and, you know, I was supposed to redshirt, whatever. But, like, I didn't play much. But it was the it was just you could feel the hatred. Really? You could feel the hatred from player, we talk about communication in football, player to player, coach to player, and like coach to coach. You could feel the hatred, player to player, coach to coach, and fan to fan. It is literally split right down the middle wow. of that stadium. They have the the red, the crimson, whatever color they want to call it in, in Oklahoma, and then we have our burnt orange. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we didn't wear. You couldn't wear red in in Austin. Like on our, on our campus, you couldn't wear you didn't wear Mac. You never saw Mac Brown wearing red, crimson. That's you didn't deep. wear red. Like 
Really? It's burnt orange. That's deep. Like, it, and so when the game came, I, I, I cover XFL. Mm-hmm. Bob Stutz is the coach in the XFL. Uh-huh. Oh, how did that go? Right. I interviewed him like uh, months after the XFL season's over. It's like the XFL combine. I'm, I'm ESPN interviewing Bob Stutz. Right. And he's talking about, hey, what was y'all's record against? Uh, what was your record against us? Right. Wow. <laughs> and my I, I was two and two. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I think freshman year we lost. I think we lost freshman year, junior, uh, sophomore, junior. I think we won, went to that championship some of those mm-hmm. years. But my point is this, like, it was a crazy atmosphere. But you didn't understand it until you got there. Yeah. You know? And when I say hatred, I'm not talking about fans punching and fighting, but I'm talking about it being split right down the middle. You're either for us or you're against us, but you're all in one stadium, equal seating, right? Some some stadiums, the home, home away team only gets like seats at the top left corner. Mm-hmm. This was like, nah, dude, like you are here and every play mattered. The hits were bigger, Freddie, like everything meant more. And then as a freshman, I didn't play a lot, you know, but I, I understood it. As a sophomore, I played a lot more, I think, in that year. My junior year, I started, and I think we won 45-35, went to the national championship. Uh, my senior year, I don't recall. I'm guessing we lost. I don't remember how the game went, so we probably lost. Uh, you know what I mean? But, um, and the last thing I'll say is this on this on this subject of rivalry. <laughs> I'm, all right, it still annoys me. Okay. I work for ESPN. I'm whatever. It still annoys me when they call it the OU-Texas game. We, no, you're laughing, but it's not funny. We call it funny. That's why I'm laughing. We call it the Texas OU game. Uh huh. So now that I'm here, well, I'm like, why is ESPN saying OU Texas? Mm-hmm. Aren't isn't Texas ranked higher than mm-hmm. OU right now? Like it's it's that's how deep this really? rivalry. People in Austin, what do you say? We bleed orange. Mm-hmm. We would go to oh my gosh, I just remember that we go to something called like a, a hex rally. Okay, I didn't know what a hex rally was, but it was like when the entire stadium, uh, entire uh, campus comes together. Players would come out in their in their in their uniforms right. like on a Thursday night before the Texas OU it's game. It's like pep rally, for pep rally right. in college, right? And like everybody's out, and like we would sing the fight song. Our coach would say, you know, we're gonna do this and do that. The players would be there, It'd be you know, some girls there too. It's cool, cool environment. Uh-huh. Right. But anyways, long story short, it was a ain't nothing wrong with looking. No, but chill out, bro, because I got something about it. It is something wrong with looking, right? You talking about God gave you eyes to look. No, the eyes are the lamp of the body, bro. If your eyes are bad, your whole body is bad. Uh, no, so no. God gave you those these, eyes. These I made eyes covenant. are looking. No, Acho, no, stop no, it. Don't no. put God in. God said, I, yeah. you know, what hey. Job, it was Job said, I've made a covenant with my eyes. I will not look lust, lustfully eyes, upon a woman. These, Harry, take these, the L. Samson, you got these, dirty windows. Take the L. Eyes, <laughs> no. Nothing is wrong with these. There's a lot wrong with looking, man. Those eyes, in football, eyes take your hands, hands take your feet. It's the same in life, bro. Eyes. Take your hands. All of a sudden, your hand, eyes going, hands start going, your feet start walking. All of a sudden, right? That's if you're not disciplined. That's if you're not disciplined. No, no, no. I'm disciplined, Sam. Nope. Vic Fangio, DC for the, uh, what's it called? The Miami Dolphins. My coach when I was in Chicago, number one defense. He talked about little things done well make big things happen on a positive sense. He Uh also talked about death by inches. Oh, boy. Death by, it wasn't all, this is a, let me give you a a line from a rapper named The Truth. He said, Mm -hmm. it wasn't all of a sudden, it was subtle. What ended up as a flood started out as a puddle. It wasn't all of a sudden. Harry. Those eyes, it, those eyes, Harry, start uh-huh. looking a little bit. All of a sudden, them hands start uh-huh. getting a little bit too comfortable with somebody that's not your wife, not yours. <laughs> well, well, Sam, it hasn't happened happen in 10 I'm years. Not, I'm not talking about you. But hands I've been start, faithful for 10. All, all of a sudden, those feet start moving a little bit. All of a sudden, you end up, how did, how did I get here? Yeah. Right? Are people getting divorced after 50? How do you get divorced after 35, 40 years of marriage? Just little, little, little. Right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not being hypocrite. I'm, I'm talking from a place of, like, I'm trying to keep myself from right. going down that. I'm, a, I'm, I'm going on 10 in March. Well, March 15th is my 10-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. It's so easy, bro, to slip. I'm not, let me talk to you. Let me talk to the audience, right? Because you, you're, <laughs> guys, people, homies, friends, Roman countrymen, lend me your ears. I've come to Barry Caesar not to praise okay so it's 
bro. I feel you because I just celebrated ten and two. I'm telling you, and like six. Bro, I almost like I've had some struggles in my marriage, right? Okay. Like we all we all do, Freddie. Everybody, Freddy. yes. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't like make a like if you don't make like a like a pact with yourself, bro, I'm trying to make a pact with myself. You're going to find through I live in Dallas. You're talking about Dallas and mm-hmm. Hooters and Airport. Bro, I live there. Everything's bigger in Texas. Bro, you, you travel all the time. Your airport's by yourself, right? You hotels by yourself, all these things. So you gotta make a pact with it. If you want a marriage to last. Or, if, you know, let's say you're dating somebody seriously or whatever. Now, hold on now. I mm-hmm. ain't at these places by myself. I'm I'm at these places with the Lord. <laughs> wow. at all times. Look at you. I, I travel with my King James Version. Look at you. Yeah, okay, so let's talk about the King, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the King, King James Version. So, Not the Amplified. You know, the Amplified got Jesus all in there. You know, the red. That's, that's that red right. The Amplified. Okay, so Harry, let's go there. All right, so. <laughs> that's right. He opened that let door. Let me think. Let me think. Um. So, yeah, I've made a covenant with my eyes that I will not look, not look lustfully upon a woman. How does that sit with you? That's 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 in that King James Version. Yeah. Right. Job said it. What, how does that say? I've made a covenant with my a covenant, an agreement. Right. Like, boom, that I will not even look lustfully. Right. Jesus. When Jesus, that's not, let's, let's talk about what Jesus actually said. Right. Let's go to the, the red, the red parts in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Right. He the, said the Oklahoma um, parts of the Bible. The Oklahoma parts. No, no, they're not. They're not crimson. I know it's red. All right. Chill out. Chill out. Y'all about to make me mad on this show right here. Now, maybe now come back. Stop laughing. Why you laugh like that? <laughs> you, you put it on a T for me, Sam. Are you playing the song right now? Of course we are. That's how you we are. Shannon and Devin Kane are producers. Y'all are running me hot right see now. Do, All right, so okay, let me, let me, see how they do. You. Hey, I'm gonna say this. So, oh god, you know, people talk about like being faithful and cheating, all that kind of stuff. Jesus said, "Man, if you look lust, if you look." <laughs> Why are you laughing at me, bro? I'm still mad about I know you are. That's why he's laughing. That's All why I'm he's saying laughing. is this, bro. Keep your eyes to yourself, right? Would you want your wife looking at other dudes? Would you want your wife looking around? Would you want well, your wife going well, to, uh, well, would you want well, your wife going to, uh, just relax for a second, Shane. I know, it's the just song, relax for it's a second. the music, and then just, the, the crimson part. For a second. I mean, it's still personal, isn't it? It is personal. I, I think people do look, bro. I, I, I like for me to sit there and say my wife is not looking at anybody is, no. people, is crazy. No, women are beautiful. Men are men, like God, like God exactly. made women beautiful. God made men yeah. like men to look at all these things, every whatever. But my point is, you, it's it's different to say I'm just oh that Hooters got good food. I'm like, and Austin be like, oh yeah, let's go to this you know, the strip uh-huh. club, right? Why? Oh, the food is great. You ain't going to the strip club for the food. Oh, man, let's go to Hooters. Well, I go, Why? I go the to wings Hooters. are so great. No, no, no. Bro, I go to good Ho- wings at a lot of different places, bro. I, it ain't, I, it ain't I, only, no, no, no. only good wings at strip clubs. Wait a minute, Sam. I go to Hooters for the food. How about you My wife delivered? goes to Hooter for to Hooters with me. Okay. What we went to Mexico thing? before the season started. Two of the days we ate lunch back to back days at Hooters. Okay. All right. What about this time? So I, so I go to I went to Hooters for the food. So the food is that good? Yes, it is. What about the Because I get mozzarella sticks, I get the fried shrimp, well, and I get fifteen now. wings medium, uh, uh, extra crispy with ranch. Now he gets specific yeah. now. So we just we used to have a Hooters car when I played with the Falcons. Uh-huh. Okay. We had a Hooters car. We got to eat all you can eat for like for free. Oh, so we just go, go in there if you. There you go. Hey man, that's how I learned to love Hooters. Okay. I used to get it for free. Okay. What, was y'all winning? Were y'all winning games? How was the season going? Of course we did. Come on, Sam. You know we won. Every time, baby. <laughs> 
Come on now, Sam. We had the number one seed three times. Oh. Sam Macho, ESPN football analyst. Hit him on Twitter at the Sam Macho. Joining Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Not sponsored by Hooters, but sponsored by Bear, which is awesome. <laughs> Let me tell you why this Saturday, Home Depot, they'll help you get projects done right with Bear Premium Plus interior paint. So we talk about rivalry games. Oklahoma, yeah. Texas, big game on the docket in the National Football League. You look at 49ers and Cowboys. We know the history, recent history, past history, Sunday night football game. Dak Prescott got to prove this. Brock Purdy trying to do that. What kind of game in terms of hierarchy are you looking at, no matter who wins this game in the NFC, for who wins between Dallas and San Francisco? When you say hierarchy, what do you mean? Like, in terms of, like, I don't want to say. In this game specifically? This or? game specifically. This, this game specifically. Because whoever wins this game, in my opinion, part of the triangle of hate, that is Eagles, Cowboys, 49ers, they get a leg up. Because especially when the Eagles don't play the Cowboys twice and the 49ers are going to play the Eagles later on in the season in December. Yeah, I, I, I have a hard time talking about hierarchy this early in the season because, like, the way I would – when I – you know, and it's still the same way now. They would always say they remember what you do in December, mm-hmm. right? We, we just entered October football, right? Some teams right now – a team was 0-4 yesterday. They Now they've got to win. Who knows what's going to happen? They might turn the season around. There's some teams right. that are, you know, 2-1, and 3-1, and one, whatever, four, maybe 4-0 four oh, that may not – you know, and right. I've been on teams that started off four and zero, and we ended up five and eleven. Wow. Yeah, you know I mean, I've been on teams that started off one and six, and we finished up eight and eight. You know, and so, or yeah. So my point is, like, no matter what happens in this game, these teams will still have to see each other either later on this season or most likely in the playoffs. Okay. And so, yes, of course, you want to get a win when it comes to seeding, et cetera. But I don't care if you. Yes, I want to win in in October. But I must, I need to win in January and February. And so seeding for me isn't that big of a deal in this game, right? Now, I think both teams, you know, people talk about San Francisco's offense. And I, I think their offense is outstanding. But I think Dallas's defense is really good, too. Okay. Right? People talk about, you know, that San Fran defense. And I think that's where the difference lies in this. San Fran defense, what will the Cowboys offense look like with all the pressure from from every single level? Whether it's Hufanga on the back end, Fred Warner, Greenlaw should be healthy. Um, Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa, like they're attacking Drake Jackson from USC. They're attacking at all levels. And I think that might be where the difference is in this game. Um, I think that might be where it all where it all shakes out. Yeah, I think San Fran, they tackle so well, man, and they, they do a great job in space. When you look at the Dallas Cowboys, though, as far as them getting pressure on Brock Purdy, how imperative is that? If they want to try to win this football game, forget all the other components. But when you just look and putting a microscope on their defensive line and their linebackers getting pressure mm-hmm. on Brock Purdy, how feasible do you think that is for the Dallas Cowboys? It's definitely think? feasible, right? Like you got one of the best edge rushers in the entire game of football and Micah Parsons. And then also Odigizua is playing. Osa. Okay. I remember. My Nigerian brother. Osa. Odigizua. Okay. Let's, let's go back. Anyways, you got Osa on the interior playing really, really well. So, but it's not, I don't even think it's about getting pressure. I think it's about stopping Christian McCaffrey, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, that's where I'm watching the tape and I'm like, bro, this dude makes something out of nothing. They haven't even really, like, exploited, they haven't really used Debo yet. It's all Christian. Yeah. This dude is making something, Ayuk, short, but this is Christian McCaffrey, this is the Christian McCaffrey show. Wow. And so, George Kittle, this is like... That's what I'm seeing. Like, man, that's, I think, the biggest problem when it comes to trying to defend the 49ers. Brock Purdy, I feel like, is good in the pocket. There'll be pressure all around him. He'll still throw a dart. He'll still throw a dime. But how can you defend all those weapons? 
Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. You got Trent Williams. So I played in the Texas OU game. I'm like, this dude is a, a freaking lot. giant. Like, <laughs> as, a, as a tackle, best tackle in the game. One, if not, one of the, if not the best tackle. And then you got Christian McCaffrey. For me, I'm just sitting there like, and then Brock Purdy at quarterback is is like, he's such a great distributor. The, mm-hmm. He orchestrates things at a high level for what Cal Shanahan wants him to do. Yes, he's yeah. not trying to like some people, okay, let me force feed receiver X or receiver Y or this guy. That He's like, I'm going to get it to whoever's open. That's why I'll be 20 for 21. Like, I don't even care. I'm just getting to the open receiver. All my players will make plays, and I'll just hand it off, right? I haven't even mentioned uh, Kyle Juszczyk, their fullback. Best full, you got the best fullback. You got the best, one of the best tight ends. You got the best left tackle. You got the best running back. You got the best, one of the best receivers. To, I mean, like, what do you, where does it end? And then you go to the defense. You got the best inside linebacker, one of the best, or if not the best edge rusher, a, a top-performing Pro Bowl caliber safety, like, where does it end? Mm. That's the challenge. And, and they play they play as a unit. You know what I mean? That's yep. that's the tough part. And so I'm not saying they're not beatable. No. Right. I'm just saying that they have a lot of strengths and very few weaknesses. Mm. Wow. Great stuff by Sam Macho, ESPN football analyst in studio. I'm Freddie and Harry this Love Friday on ESPN Radio. When I use the word personal involving the Jets about to play Denver on Sunday, what does that mean to you? Oh, you said personal. I went back to Texas and OU. I thought you were about to throw some shade. I thought Shannon was about to play that music again, and I was getting in my feelings a little bit. I want you to get an outside linebacker stance all of a sudden start running on the pass rush and all producers and trying to save their life. I can, I can rock with this. This is our, take, this is our fight song. That's my homie. And we'll put over one more win. Texas fight, Texas fight. For Texas and we love it. Okay, here we go. Give him Oh, you sucks. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. So um, you say go, some people say go horns go. Other version they say oh you sucks. Uh-huh. All right. Um, so personal that you say personal is it being honest? That's that's what I go to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Jets and Broncos. Uh, okay. I don't think NFL, bro. And Harry, you could tell Freddie tell me NFL. I don't think it really gets as personal as college. If I'm being honest, like I don't think the hate runs that deep when it comes to NFL players. Players switch teams. Well, you could say you know transfer portal, but it's not personal. I don't feel like really. Sure, you said bad stuff about my coach and whatever, whatever. And sure, you want to, like, try and contrive that kind of hatred to try and outperform. But I don't think it's really that personal. It's like if, if, it, if it takes, at least at the pro level, you to say something about me to get me motivated to play better, mm-hmm. I'm probably not, probably not going to be a consistent football player. Okay. Collegiately, like, sure, right? You find a way to motivate. Like you're getting paid hundreds of you're millions of dollars, tens of millions, some people hundreds of millions. If it takes, oh, your coach said this about my coach to have you play better in this game, that's not going to keep you consistent. Like, think about Kobe Bryant, right? May his, like, rest rest in peace. I'm not, you're not sure what his, like, belief system, but, like, Kobe Bryant, right? Like, this dude played consistent all the time. This dude didn't need to, like, and sure, like Michael Michael Jordan, right, and I mm-hmm. took it personal, right? right? But, like, Kobe and Steph, like, their level of play is consistently awesome. So I don't think it takes people, you know, bulletin board material to make you play better. It worked in college. Right. But at the pro level, I didn't experience that. You know what I mean? It was like, sure, we wanted to beat, you know, when I played in Arizona, I wanted to beat Seattle or, you know, San Fran, all those teams. When I was in Chicago, the Green Bay and Chicago thing is a real thing, mm-hmm. right? Until you see one of your teammates going, you know, sign with the Packers, and it's like, well, I thought we hated each other. Now you're, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you, or you sign a Green Bay Packer. I'm like, I thought, okay, well, I guess the checks still cash. Um, you know, so like, yeah, like, just just imagine. Right? Just do, Ima- imagine, <laughs> eh? Aaron, Aaron Roja. 
playing for the, the, the Chicago Bears. I can't even fathom Aaron <laughs> Roger right. playing for the Bears. That is not even a a a a a, a, a real option. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's not a real thing. So this 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 NFL and 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 personal type of of something. It's not even. It, it's a it's a fa- facade. <laughs> eh? It's a fa- many players. What is what is this? Uh, Josh Sutton. He's a office offensive lineman for the Green Bay Packer. He came signed with Chicago Bear. Chicago, he signed. I said, I thought you were a packer. He said, no, I, I want the money. He, he got, he got, <laughs> Adrian Amos, my safety. He was a safety, Penn State. Uh-huh. Signed with, he played with Ch- Chicago Bear. He signed with Green Bear. I said, I thought you were a uh, 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 Chicago Bear. He said, I want the money. Eh? <laughs> Pat, Pat O'Donnell, he's a punter. A kicker, a punter. Pat, number 16, uh-huh. with Chicago Bear. He went and signed with Green Bear. I said, I thought it was, it's, it's not, it's, people want to get the, the check. <laughs> the money that right. is it so there's no this rivalry uh, something in NFL is not a now in college eh? we played in in my life in my, we played Texas A and M that A and M you know uh, uh, Aggie Aggie mm-hmm. <laughs> the 12th man is a real teen oh hey I was in the stadium I could not hear from from me to you really I could not hear they will sing a song Eh? They say, eh, 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 how do they say? They say, so they, oh, I'm gonna go back regular voice, right? Okay, well, <laughs> they will say, they will sing a song, bro. Like their fight song uh-huh. has us in it, just like ours has OU, right? They were like, right. yeah, like y'all might even play, but it's like they, there's a part they they go and they practice it, right? They talk about like sawing mm-hmm. our our mascot's horns off. Wow, straight that up, it's personal. It's personal, wow. right? And they sway when they sing it. They'll be like, saw varsity's horns off. They call our Longhorn varsity, call Bevo varsity. Saw varsity's horns off, right? Like, like A and M in Texas. That, or excuse me, Texas versus A and M. Let me get my team first. Mm-hmm. That's a rivalry. Mind you, they haven't played in the last decade since you know the SAC, SEC. You know, mm-hmm. but like that's a rivalry, right? Like the eyes. Of, how do they sing it? They would say, um, "Oh yeah, goodbye to Texas University." That's their fight song. Really? So long, and they call us Texas University. Not even Not the University, University of Texas. Texas. It's disrespectful. Von Miller call he calls it. They call they call us T Sips. Which is like, oh, maybe like you're a little pretentious, whatever. I see Vaughn, you know, in oh, Dallas. Wow. Hey, what's up, T-Sip? And Vaughn's my homie. Vaughn and I came out the same year. Like, we're not homies, homies, right? Vaughn ain't like, we haven't talked in a long time, right? He changed his number on me, but neither here nor there, <laughs> right? But it's like, they would say, um, you know, goodbye to Texas University. So long to the orange and the white. Hello the, to the dear old Aggies. We're the only ones who show the real old fight. The eyes of Texas are upon you. Really? That is a song they sing so well. Sounds like hell. So good luck, goodbye to Texas University. And they would say, we're going to kick it. Modern chigger, rum, chigger, rum, rough, tough, real stuff. Texas and them, they would go, saw varsity's horns off. And they would, in this 100,000, 80,000, however many people there, they would go back and forth as a saw motion. Right. Talking about sawing our, our mascot's horns off. Wow. They, they, they stamped in 13-0 to the side of our mascot. When they beat us 13 0, this is years and years ago. And that's how it got the name Bevo. Wow. Because we changed a 13 to a B and then put a little dash as a, as a E. Right. And then put a little V. That's like, it's hate, hate runs deep. So, anyway, I don't go on and on and on. But you talk about personal. Yeah. That stuff's personal. Wow. Hey, we always love when you have these kind of stories. We promise that there will be juvenile again, play the OU fight song by uh, next when oh you come on gosh. in here. And so, if you want to take a running stance to Shannon and Devin, have at it. Just get a three point stance and knock them over. I, I'm just, let me just try and calm my soul before I. <laughs> 
Y'all, y'all, just, that was disrespectful, man. They're still laughing. I'm, I'm actually legitimately upset. I know you and are. I try to be neutral. I feel like I am pretty neutral. You are until that. that. Until I get. Until y'all play. The I song. can't wait for this one tomorrow. Though. Yeah, me neither. That's right. Oakland versus Texas. Sam Macho, ESPN football, and played in that rivalry. He gets us ready for that rivalry game, and he's here each and every week about this time. Hit him on Twitter at the Sam Acho. Oh, it's a pleasure, brother. Take awesome. care, Sam. Appreciate it. Don't oh. play that song, y'all. Yeah, no. We, we'll make sure you're not here when they play it, or we'll just take it out of the system. More college football action tomorrow night. Minnesota hosts number two Michigan. Presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We want to hear from you. You got a scene set from Sam Macho and also Harry Dells are playing in rivalry games. What is the best scene in college football? Could be a game, could be a stadium, could be a rivalry. Triple H say ESPN 888-729-3776. Sam gave you a great scene of Oklahoma versus Texas. Harry's going to give you a scene of a game that he's played involved with rivalry. What is the best scene in college football? 888-729-3776. Be a part of Freddie and Harry Nation on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Love Friday. With Harry Douglas and Freddie coming together on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and also tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. We want to hear from you on this Love Friday. What is the best scene in college football that has you feeling that love all the time? We'll take your calls at 888-729-3776. That is 888-ESPN-1776. 
What is the best scene in college football? One of those scenes is Oakland versus Texas. That game at noon Eastern time on ABC tomorrow. College game day is going to be then the TV side. My man Harry Douglas will be there. Also with Christine Williamson and Harry Lyles Jr. for college game day on the social media side. And each month, Jen Ladder always enters the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van for a college football conversation. This time she was with Los Angeles Chargers, Oklahoma lump, Kenneth Murray Jr. linebacker, and they discussed the Oklahoma-Texas game and the impact it always has. Well, the college football season is in full force. We are just moving along week after week here, hanging out at the Texas State Fair just outside of the Cotton Bowl with Kenneth Murray, who is a current NFL player for the Chargers. But a lot of connections to this game right here. And this conversation is coming from our custom ESPN college football sprinter van and is presented by Mercedes-Benz. So, Kenneth, being here at the Cotton Bowl, what are the feelings that come over you? I know you played in several of these big rivalry games. Definitely, you know, grateful to be back but this place is special um, planning this game is special obviously it's um two programs that are you know very rich with tradition being back here is, is something that's, that's special for me but you know i'm excited to see my guys go out there and play a great game tomorrow it's just nothing like this game i think it's the greatest rivalry in college football find the full interview of e at espn's college football youtube channel or monday's college game day podcast brought to you by the mercedes-benz espn college football podcast sprinter Coming soon to a game near you. Visit mbvans.com slash Sprinter Labs to learn more. Are right, you know a little bit something about rivalry games? Yeah. One of the underrated ones you played in, Louisville yep. versus Kentucky. Hate, 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 hate in the Commonwealth involving both of those teams. That's a pretty it, good scene. It, it is. The Governor's Cup, right? That's that's what we used to play for. And, man, we had some tremendous battles in that matchup. And I remember my my junior year, we were ranked, I believe it was in the top ten, and we went into um, Commonwealth Stadium undefeated. Mm, right. And the last, it was the last second, Andre, uh, Andre Woodson hitting a Stevie Johnson for a touchdown down the sideline. Then wow. we get the ball back, and Brian Brom throws me a Hail Mary. And I'm thinking I'm about to walk in the end zone. And I get smacked by Wesley Woodyard, who became my teammate for the Tennessee, Tennessee Titans. Titans. So to this day, he still talks about that play. And I actually got concussed on the play. Really? But, man, we used to have some battles and – it, it it was crazy. So that that Louisville and Kentucky matchup is serious. I'm look re- really looking forward to it this year. Both teams are undefeated right now, mm-hmm. which is you know I'm very proud of Louisville. That is not Kentucky. Sorry, but that's the <laughs> rivalry coming out of me. You're, so, you're sorry, not sorry. As but far it was as that goes. it was serious business. Like from yeah. our coaching staff to fans to family members, it, it was that serious to the players and. It, it 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 hit the heart. Wow, wow, great stuff. Jimmy in Texas, thanks for joining us here on Freddie and Harry at 888-729-3776. Jimmy, what is the best scene in college football and why? That would be my beloved LSU Tigers Saturday night at the, at the real Death Valley. Let me get that straight. Oh. Clemson, you don't own Death Valley. We do. You walk through and all that gumbo and jambalaya <laughs> cooking, that is the best place to be on a Saturday night, especially if we're playing Arkansas for the Golden Boot. I'll say this. I've been to a night game at LSU. That is the one stadium, Harry, where I could not stand outside and listen to the game. The noise was so loud. I said, I am not losing my ears here. I stayed in that press box that whole time. My buddy was wow. the SID at that point. This is when Nick Saban was there as the head coach. He goes, Freddie experienced it. I said, dude, I love my ears. My ears love me. You could literally feel the noise trying to get into the press box. That's how loud that place was. Night football is medieval down in the bayou. LSU could be playing Grambling 
and the noise is still going to be there for that night game. Well, I grew up a Florida fan, and the uh-huh. LSU Tigers back in the day, they number one Florida came into town, right. a night game, yep. and they dismantled the Florida Gators. And mm. I remember crying like, Daddy, they beat them so bad. <laughs> remember a pick six? I can't remember who, who it was for LSU that ran it back, though, but I, I, guarantee I was he's devastated playing, as a kid. I guarantee you in a year or two he's probably played in the NFL, <laughs> whoever that was back then. 100%. Yeah, no doubt about that. Harold in Arizona, what is the best scene in your opinion in college football and why? The Ohio State Buckeyes and the Michigan Wolverines. Yeah, for me, I, that that's huge. Two years ago, we got to go to college game day at Michigan. Uh-huh. It was cold in these, uh, no late November. Mm-hmm. It was snowing, and Michigan had beat Ohio State for the first time in a very, very long time. Right. And the DJ was playing pump, pump, pump it up. Pump. Wow. And you talking about the stadium being pumped up? That was my greatest college football experience all time. Friend. Really? Yes. It's hard to get what transpired on that day out of my mind. I don't think I would ever be able to get that out of my mind. As a kid growing up in New York, you always live for Thanksgiving weekend for Texas, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Nebraska, USC, UCLA, and Michigan versus Ohio State. I became mm-hmm. more of a Michigan fan, Ohio State fan, because for the longest time, they couldn't beat Ohio State. And I remember Rick Leach was their quarterback. They finally broke through and beat Ohio State. And I was so happy that finally Woody Hayes and Ohio State finally lost. <laughs> and I didn't even go to either one of those schools. But it's always cool when they never called Michigan. They said that's school up north. Ohio State people never mention the name of Michigan. That's how deep that rivalry runs. It's always a great scene, whether it's in Michigan or Ohio State. Ian and Montana, what is the best scene in college football and why, my friend? Hey, guys. Appreciate the, uh, taking the call. Absolutely. Uh, best scene in college football has got to be the Iowa wave at the end of the first quarter. For all the kids at the Iowa Children's Hospital, when they do that and wave to the children, that, that's pretty cool. That's something that's come along because whoever started it, sometimes the best ideas are just organic. And whoever decided to do that, I live for those kind of those moments. When I was playing at home, I wait. They could be losing 80 to nothing, win 80 to nothing. I don't care. The minute they, everybody turns around and waves to the children at the Children's Hospital, which is in the end zone where Hawkeye Stadium is, now Kinnick Stadium is, I love that moment each and every time they show it's Iowa always, football. It's always a bigger cause. It's always something, you know, that you're fortunate for. And for those kids, man, to be able to experience that moment mm-hmm. from football players yeah. and fans and being able to have that interaction, even though it's not close up, uh, is amazing to me. Yeah, two favorite scenes of mine that I've had a chance to go to, the Bayou Classic, Grambling versus Southern. Ooh. It's worth it just for the bands. Sometimes it's worth it for the outfits that the people show up in. It is Church Sunday <laughs> when they show up to those games. Their band may beat your band, but you're not going to outdress them. And I've had a chance to be part of Army-Navy football in Philadelphia. That's still on my bucket list. Oh, if you get a chance to go Philly. So one of my mentors, Brad Nessler, man, he calls that game every year. Mm -hmm. He told me just let him know. Yep. Um, I I need to I need to make sure I get to an Army Navy game. The year I was supposed to go, I yeah. actually worked the Heisman and couldn't get over there. I couldn't, okay. Couldn't get back to the Heisman in time. Right. So I was like, I can't I can't make it. Yeah, because that game usually about three three thirty and traffic out of Philadelphia going to yep. New York during winter time at December Christmas time. Yeah, you're not making up their time to be part of the Heisman ceremony. One more from Justin in North Carolina. Justin in North Carolina was the best scene in college football and why? Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, North Carolina Central, my my alma mater, North Carolina A&T. Fans, the bands, the enmity. Tell you a quick story. This I think it's like 1975. 
we are beating the mess out of A&T <laughs> over at Wallace Way Stadium uh-huh. on Duke's campus. Mm. It's about it's the start of the fourth quarter. All of a sudden, you see a dude in a Cadillac drive on the field. He's an A&T fan. He gets out of his car and cusses A&T players out. What are y'all doing? Y'all losing my money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I know it's a Disney network. But I bet you can nobody, no other no other school can tell you that happened in their rivalry. And, of course, we didn't play with Wild Wade Stadium for a while after that. But that's, that's, that's a rivalry. Can you imagine? He was so upset. At A&T, one of my cousins is a proud alum of North Carolina A&T. No, she loves her Aggie school. Can you imagine he got so upset to say, you know what, I'm going to get in my car, not go home, not get a gun from like white men can't jump, but I'm going to get in my car and drive in the middle of the field and start cussing out the players who are losing me money when it comes to my alma mater. That's loyalty right there. Oh, yeah, they're not, they're not coming back. <laughs> You drive in the middle of the field. No, 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 on, no, on no. On Duke's campus? Yeah, we can't, we can't let them back, they said. With those grits and <laughs> Ivy League snobbery? Uh-uh. No, 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 no. They said, that's it, no did more. You, <laughs> did you guys see that car in the middle of the field? Who would do such a thing? Did you guys see that car drive in the middle of a football field? What was Our the, football field. What was the Monday <laughs> athletics meeting like that Monday morning after seeing something like that? Would you say, Dan, who voice is that? Yeah, what kind of voice is that? That's you the, know who voice That's that the is. chancellor of Duke University. <laughs> that's what, like, on our field. Like they, had, they had the audacity on our field to drive his vehicle and get out and tell us what was happening. Tell people what was happening out there. Where, where was security? How do you allow somebody to get in a car and drive onto a field from the parking lot? We cannot let them back. <laughs> let us know on Twitter. No, that was Col- in the seventies too. Yeah, yeah, yes, and you certainly were, <laughs> Mike Brady. Let us know on Twitter at Coleman ESB and H Douglas eighty three. What is the best scene in college football, and why the best tweets make the air show when it comes to Love Friday on Freddie and Harry being juveniles? We want to be. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. But we bring an adult situation when it comes to NFL over under and your money by Monday. This is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. On this Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry, you got Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. On this Love Friday, we love to have the opportunity to put more money in your pocket by the time Monday rolls around when it comes to NFL games. We have a little thing that we have to call hit that number. It's about over-unders when it comes to week five NFL props. We bring in our dude Devin Kane. We get a little flow underneath him, and Devin Kane throws the numbers, and we're going to hit it and not quit it here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, sir. So uh, the, formal. These lines are <laughs> courtesy of uh, Caesar Sportsbook, our okay. good friends. Yes, they are. Okay, okay, okay. Freddie, you're up first. All right. Over-under, one and a half passing touchdowns for Trevor Lawrence. 
and Josh Allen, both of them. We're going Ooh. individual here. Ooh. Jags and Jags and Bills are playing really? each other. Yes. I'm going to take the over on that one. I think Josh Allen, he's going to get a couple, maybe even three. I think Trevor Lawrence will get one or two. So, yeah, I'll, I'll hammer that over. As my boy Ian Fitzsimmons, I say, bet till your hands bleed on the over when it comes to touchdown passing touchdowns with Trevor Lawrence and Josh Allen in London on Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to go over as well. I think when you look at Jacksonville, they haven't really hit their stride from an offensive standpoint. Absolutely. And I think Trevor Lawrence is due for a big game. Also, when you look at Josh Allen and the way he's been able to play the last three games, I think this is easily going to be over. So I'm going over with, with uh, Josh Allen and also Trevor Lawrence. All right, Harry. We got over over under 72 and a half rushing yards for David Montgomery, who's out to a really hot start for the Lions. They're taking on the Panthers. What say you? Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to go over in this one because when I look at the Panthers' defense right now, they're at the bottom of the total pole. Uh, they give up 136.3 rushing yards per game. David Montgomery, we know they're, they're his bell cow back. He gets downhill, and he's been phenomenal. Uh, I had a, a t- former teammate of mine that used to say, there's no minimum like momentum. Mm-hmm. Well, the momentum is with David Montgomery right now, so keep riding that high hand. Yeah, what he said. Let's move on. All right, next up, Freddie. Over, under, 52 and a half total points in the Chiefs and Vikings game. It is the highest point total of the week. So let me get this straight. 52 and a half points. Vikings defense is terrible. And the Chiefs had a week to stew on, only scoring 23 points against the Jets. Oh, 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 hey, give me that over as far as that goes. Guys would not be dropping passes. That Chiefs defense will make some plays. They might score a touchdown. Yeah, I'm taking that over under. I'm taking the over on 52 and a half between the Chiefs and the Vikings on Sunday. Yeah, I'm going over as well. This game is going to be played inside a dome. That means that football is going to be traveling. You don't have to worry about the weather. You don't have to worry about the wind blowing. So, I think when you look at Kirk Cousins and what he's been able to do this season, minus the turnovers, and then also Patrick Mahomes, I think Patrick Mahomes really wants to have a stellar performance, Mm -hmm. especially after throwing two interceptions on Sunday Night Football. All right, Harry, over under one and a half passing touchdowns for Zach Wilson taking on the Broncos. I'm going over because the Broncos' defense are that terrible. Literally, that's why I'm going over with this one. I think Zach Wilson's going to be able to throw two touchdown passes because that defense has been – uh, nothing about their defense has been competent this season when you look at the Denver Broncos, so I'm going over. Yeah, I'm going to go over, but I feel about as confident about this as an offensive lineman on a card table because I've seen Zach Wilson go from having a moment here to having bad Evan moments Neal. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trying to block somebody? <laughs> so funny. Oh, wow. <laughs> Savage honesty when it comes to you. but Yeah, I'll go over, but it's a shaky, shaky prediction by me. All right, let's get two in quick here. Over under 91 and a half receiving yards for Tyreek Hill against the Giants, Freddie. Could it be like 191? 91 and a half is a lot. Yeah, I'm taking the over. Come on. Got to take the over on that one. That That's just begging me to do that. Harry? Yeah, I'm going over with this one. You, they're starting two rookie corners, so why would I not take the over in this one? And Wink Martindale wants to blitz and play man coverage. Crazy. Uh, <laughs> losing sleep. I see why. <laughs> <laughs> All right, real quick. Over under 20, 240 and a half passing yards for Dak Prescott against the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Freddie? I'm going to say under. He'll get the 235, and he may not need to get 240. The running game is working. I'm going to take the under on that one. I'm going to go over, and I'm only going to go over by five yards, 245, because that run game has been non-existent in the last two years. Okay, and especially when everybody talks about the past defense, San Francisco 49ers, you know why? You can't run on them. They force you to throw uphill because they got a big lead on you. got to throw yourself to try to get back into the football game. It's time for the Be a Part of the Safe Space, a Friday edition, 888 729 
Your safety space is here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.